السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعده من لا نبي بعده ولا كتاب بعد كتابه ولا شريعة بعد شريعته ولا أمة بعد أمتي أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وقرن في بيوتكن ولا تبرجن تبرج الجاهلية الأولى وأقمنا الصلاة وآتينا الزكاة وطعنا الله ورسوله إنما يريد الله ليذهب عنكم الرجس أهل البيت ويطهركم تطهيرا صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم هي أفضل بناتي أصيبت في أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام Respected mothers and sisters all praise due to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala May his choices, blessings be upon our leader and master Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Today as many of you might be aware, around the country, ulama, not around the country, sorry, I should say, around the globe, there are ulama who are unitedly speaking on certain important topics in the love of Sahaba radiallahu anhum and in the defense against the vilification and attacks upon the integrity of the family of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam as well as all his followers and those that great guiding galaxy of Sahaba عنهم, who have shown us how to love exactly according to the teachings of Nabi Many of you must be aware that once a year there are jalsas called Sahaba jalsas which take place around the country and over the years it has become not all around the country but in other countries in the African continent as well and in other continents around the globe as well. If I'm not mistaken, there's over 800 or 820 programs taking place during the next five or six days from today till Sunday and all extolling the virtues of the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum as well as the the virtues of Sahaba radiallahu anhu as well as details regarding the life of Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Last year we also did a similar program, previous year we also did a similar program and today inshallah we are honored and I say we are honored not lightly, not because Molana is here, not because uh, we have such a uh, nice speaking system, not because mashallah we are here in a program. We are honored because of the personality we discuss. Those who are in the group got the message that inshallah today we'll be pausing with our tafsir of Surah Waqi'ah and we'll be going on to the topic of the, uh, of the current moment and that is the discussion of the daughter of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Hazrat Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha. One poet said it very beautifully when he was describing Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said, "Ma in madhatu Muhammadan bi maqalati, walakin mudihat maqalati bi Muhammadi." It is not that I am able to praise Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. 
It is not as if my poetry can elevate him any higher. Rather, it's the other way around. The mere mention of the name of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam brings light, honor, and respect to my poetry. We are dead. We are nothing. But when we speak of these great personalities, as it is famously mentioned in Arabic, Tanzil al-Rahmah in the Dikri Salihin, that when the pious people are mentioned, then Allah Ta'ala's mercy and rahmah can also descend. Can we imagine when we are speaking about not only a pious personality, we are speaking about the household and the family of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam himself. When I sat with this topic and I thought to myself, really? Are you going to do justice to it? Is it possible? Is it possible for you, covered from head to toe in sun, to do justice to speaking on the life of Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha, the eldest daughter of the greatest of humanity, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa radiallahu ta'ala anha. I'm asking only two things. Two things, mothers and sisters, before we go into her life. Before we see what lessons we can take from the life of one of the greatest women of this ummah, one of the mothers, one of the icons, one of the role models. Today our men, we tell them, leave Ronaldo, leave Messi, leave, uh, I don't know what's all these people's names, Neymar, uh, leave all these soccer stars, leave all these music pop stars and come back to the life of Sahaba. But our daughters getting the same message. When last did we read a story in the home from the daughters of the Ummah, the mothers of the Ummah, the true icons, what are we exposed to? We are exposed to, to this movie stars and celebrities and icons and kuffar and disbelievers and everything else. And then the mind is shaped in the same way. And then the mind is understanding that as well. And then there's no grasp on understanding who were the real heroes of Islam. Who were the real heroes the world has seen and has never seen like them since then. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us to fit to understand it correctly. Today I just got two requests from the ladies before we start. Number one, transport ourselves 1400 years back. That's all we're asking. If you're sitting or you're busy in the kitchen and you're cooking and you're listening with one ear or half a ear or you're changing children's napkins and diapers or you're busy working on something, project of your child for school, then it's no use listening to this. It's no use because you can't take tidbits from the lives of the greatest of personalities and expect it to sink into our heart. Also, if we are sitting and our mind is here in our current comfort zone, 2020, Lanasia, Johannesburg, South Africa, nice masjid, nice classroom, nice house, comfortable, relaxing. If my mind is here, I will not be able to understand. Transport ourselves back 1400 years plus ago. Transport ourselves to the barren lands of Arabia, to the booming and bustling city of Makkatul Mukarramah, to the tribe of Quraysh, to the family of Banu Hashim, to the children of to the children of Abdul Muttalib, down to the son of Abdullah, who had never seen his father, and whose mother had passed away 
while still a young child at the age of six, transport ourselves back into the situation of a young boy, a young person, just coming to age, coming to the age of 24, 25, getting married to one of the most noble women the world had ever seen, which our Nabi himself وسلم, said the best of the women in this world, Khadija radiallahu anha, transport yourself into a scene of loving from year on, and then let's walk in the shoes of Zainab radiallahu anha. See the difference insha'Allah. Feel the difference insha'Allah. And number two, my second request is, mothers and sisters, when we go through the life of Zainab radiallahu anha, we are going to come to many times where it might, we might feel a slight resemblance to her. We might have an affinity to her. We might feel that we are in the same shoes. Or we were in a similar situation. Or a similar scenario enacted itself out in our life. At that moment, when you feel the tears coming to your eyes, then don't hold back. We cry for stupid, silly soapies on the haram television. We cry for idiotic, nonsensical reasons. Allah gave women the power of tears. Let us shed some tears. When the urge and the deed comes, let the tears flow for the family of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Let me come to the topic itself. Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha. As most of us are aware, that according to the most common and acceptable narration of historians, Rasulullah had seven children, Ibrahim from Maria Qibtiya, and six were born from Hazrat Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha, two boys who passed away in infancy, and four girls, four daughters were born to Rasulullah Their names were Zainab, Ruqayya, Umm Kulthum, and Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anhum. Many a times we ask the youngsters the names of the children of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and they hesitate, and they're unsure. So here we're telling you, at least teach your children the basics, the basics. You can only fall in love if you know enough to love. You cannot fall in love with that which you do not know about. When we look around and contemplate in the greatness of Allah and the creation of Allah, we fall in love with Allah. When we look around and we talk about the beautiful life of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we fall in love with Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. To fall in love with the family of Nabi Alaihi Salatu Wasallam and in today's discussion, his own daughter, then we also need to understand who she was. Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha was the eldest daughter of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And in actual reality, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had three Zainabs in his life. Three Zainabs in his life. Two were his wives and one was his daughter. The two wives of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we're not going to go into that discussion, just briefly. One was Zainab binti Khuzayma radiallahu ta'ala anha. We know that Zainab bint Khuzayma radiallahu ta'ala anha was married to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for a very short while and then she got ill and she passed away. So from the 11 wives of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, two passed away while he was alive. Hazrat Khadija radiallahu ta'ala and Zainab bint Khuzayma radiallahu ta'ala anha. She is buried in Baqi. If you go there and somebody knowledgeable will be able to indicate 
as to the aroundabout whereabouts of the Qabr of Zainab bint Anha. She was also known as Ummul Masakin. She was so generous that she used to give in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. She was known as the mother for the destitute. That was how she loved to give in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There was another Zainab, very, very famous. Zainab bint Jahsh radiallahu ta'ala anha. The cousin of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Who was married to Hazrat Zayd bin Haritha radiallahu ta'ala an. The marriage did not work out. Zayd radiallahu ta'ala an was a slave. A freed slave. She was from the noble uh, elite of the Quraysh. There was no com compatibility. And over time it was not getting any better. It was not getting any better. Until finally Hazrat Zayd radiallahu ta'ala an divorced her. And after the divorce and after the iddat. فَلَمَّا قَضَى زَيْدٌ مِّنْهَا وَطَرًا زَوَّجْنَاكَهَا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself performed the nikah for Hazrat Rabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to Zainab bint Jahish radiallahu ta'ala anha. Ulama have written in the books of Sirah as well, there was no nikah performed here because the nikah was already done and Allah ta'ala sent the revelation and wahi from the heavens. These are one of the things she should take pride about. And she used to boast to the other wives that everyone here got married by their guardians. But for me, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala performed my nikah in the heavens already and informed Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Zawwajna kaha, we have married you to Hazrat Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha. The one place in the Quran where the one single sahabi's name is mentioned, that is Zayd radiallahu ta'ala anha, it is that exact spot in the 22nd para. Allah Ta'ala speaks about getting Zainab radiallahu anha married to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Anyway, there's lots of detail and the walima and how it took place and, the, and her entire life and her piety. But we're not going into that details. That inshallah one day when we do a series on the wives of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we might cover it over a few weeks. But just remember two Zainabs were the wives of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And one Zainab was Zainab binti Muhammad. The daughter of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That is why on one occasion, when Zainab, when they told the sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that Zainab radiallahu an, they immediately asked, which Zainab are you talking about? There's lots of Zainab. Which Zainab are you talking about? And then they gave the answer that so and so is waiting, etc. So, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had three women by the name of Zainab radiallahu anha in his life. And the one we're talking about is his daughter. Ah, how fortunate, inshallah, are those families who Allah Ta'ala blesses the mother to be a Khadija. And perhaps they give the name of the eldest daughter, Zainab radiallahu anha. Zainab in emulation and in love of the family of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, with the one desire in the heart, that Allah made this family also, Love like the family of Khadija and Zainab radiallahu anha. Let this family be one iota, one step in the footsteps of the master Sayyiduna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his noble family with Khadija radiallahu anha as the wife, as the mother of the home and the eldest daughter being Zainab. Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha was born about five years after the nikah took place. We know Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam got married approximately at the age of 25 to Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha. And at the age of 30 plus minus, 
is when Hazrat Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha was born. So if you count it, 10 years before Nubuat, 10 years before Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam got Nubuat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had blessed him with his child Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha. When Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam got Nubuat at the age of 10, the first person to accept the Nubuat was none other than Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha. The very first, remember when he came down from the cave and he was in such shock and he said, I fear for my life. And she said, Kalla wallah, la yufzikallahu abada, inna kalatasilur rahim, wa tahmilul kal, wa taksibul ma'doom, wa tu'inu ala nawaibil haq. Oh Muhammad, impossible. Allah will never disgrace you. Allah will never disgrace you. What you have seen is not a bad news, it is good, it is good for you. You are a man who helps the orphans, you help the widows, you help the needy. You even earn on behalf of those who cannot earn. Your door is always open. You are a man of courage, you are a man of nobility, you are a man of honor. Around Makkah, the streets are echoing with the voice of Al-Ameen, Al-Sadiq, Al-Ameen, Al-Sadiq, the trustworthy, the truthful. Remember when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gave his first dawah to Islam, when he stood on Mount Safa and he called the different tribes and they all stood before him and he asked him one simple question to establish his credentials and he said if I was to tell you that there is an army waiting behind this mountain about to attack you what will you say? Will you believe me? They said مَا جَرَّبْنَا عَلَيْكَ إِلَّا صِدْقَى Allah's qasam we have never experienced you ever speaking a lie every word which came out of your mouth was the truth that is who you are and that is the being you are. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with nubuwat, the first person to bring iman on Nabi alayhi salatu wa sallam was his wife, was Khadija radiallahu anha. Why is it that years later, years later his wives would say, and Aisha radiallahu anha would say, I never felt envy for any woman the way I felt was Khadija radiallahu anha. I used to even tell Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that she's gone so long ago, but still you speak to her about her. He said, she brought Iman in me when everyone else disbelieved in me. She helped me when there was no one to help me. She was by my side when no one was there to stand by my side. She was such and she was such and she was such. And Nabi Alaihi Wasallam went on and on and on, mentioning the virtues of Khadija radiallahu anha. Allah Ta'ala made it that a woman, we're not talking of age difference, we're not talking of a woman is elder and a man is younger. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran indicates to it. You are destitute. You had nothing. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala got you married to Khadija radiallahu anha, which made you independent from putting your hand before anyone. You never had to stretch your hand to anyone for any need of this dunya. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made you independent of others. Khadija radiallahu gave her health, her wealth, her time, her life, her soul, her body, everything for the deen of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And automatically, those who are in the household, those who are in the family of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they also entered into the fold of Islam. Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an, he was the cousin of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. But because of the fact that Abu Talib had so many children, one child, which was Ali radiallahu was staying with Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So he was the cousin of Nabi alayhi salam. But there was a big age gap between Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam and Ali radiallahu an. And young as he was, when he saw Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam 
with the message of Islam and Khadija radiallahu anha, Hazrat Ali radiallahu anha also accepted Islam. Hazrat Zainab radiallahu anha, this is the one we come to, the eldest daughter of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, young girl around the age of 10, but she accepted Islam and she was among the first, among the sabiqoon al-awwaloon, among the first to accept Islam and to follow Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and to believe in Nabi alayhi salatu wa sallam. In the home, she followed her father and she learned from her father exactly as he was teaching the qualities of deen. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions about the forerunners. وَالسَّابِقُونَ الْأَوَّلُونَ مِنَ الْمُحَاجِرِينَ وَالْأَنصَارِ Those were the forerunners, the first initial group of people who accepted Islam from the muhajirin and the ansar. وَالَّذِينَ اتَّبَعُهُمْ بِإِحْسَانِ And those will follow them in goodness. Those will follow them in the best manner. Those will follow the likes of Hazrat Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha. Radiallahu anhum wa radu anhu wa a'adda lahum jannat. Allah is pleased with them. They are pleased with Allah. Allah has kept the gardens of Jannah with rivers flowing under it. The greatest success has been kept for these people and those who follow them. And included in here is none other than Sayyidatina, our leader, and the daughter of our leader, Hazrat Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha. And here, respected mothers and sisters, I want to bring our attention to one point. Just one simple point. When there is tarbiyat at home, when there is upbringing at home correctly, then the daughter will shine, that son will shine, that child will shine to the world and be a means of benefit, a means of guidance for people to come years later as well. We don't understand it, but think of, the, think of what are we talking. We are talking of the greatest of humanity, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We're talking of the greatest woman of this ummah, Hazrat Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha. The two of them together, making the tarbiyat and the upbringing of their child, of Hazrat Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha. And the others as well, but our topic is Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha. With a father like Nabi, with a mother like Khadija, we can expect what was coming out of that home. Faith, honesty, loyalty, truthfulness, truthfulness, commitment, sacrifice, you name it, whatever good quality, every, ah, every instinctive good quality was nurtured in the home. That home was the first madrasa for the child to grow up and learn values of life. And that is what we are lacking. I know a lot of people will say, but Molana, you can make how much effort you want to, everything is in the hands of Allah. Look at Nuh alayhi salam, his own son did not believe in him. Look at Ibrahim alayhi salam, his own father did not believe in him. Look at Abu Talib who was the uncle of Nabi sallallahu and held Islam for so many years but didn't pass away with Iman. Yes, the result is not in our hands. The result is not in our hands, the means is in our hands. The means is definitely in our hands and that is what we are honor bound to do full to the best of our ability 
make a home, a home of tarbiyah and upbringing. Now everyone's worried about this coronavirus, coronavirus. If someone says, I am not worried about the res results are from Allah. Let me go anywhere to travel to any country, anywhere around the world, and then I can do what I want to. I can go into an affected area also. Nothing will happen to me. Amen. Allah is... A no, you take your responsibility. You take your, your precaution. You automatically say, okay, you know what? I don't want to go to where Wuhan, or I don't want to go to this city or this province in China because there's a high risk there. I don't want to travel there. I only rather travel this area. If I'm going into a certain place where there's a high risk, I must take my medication. I must wear a mask. I must worry. Oh, and masks. Oh, by the way, masks are selling. Huh? If you got masks, even if you bought it for one rand, you can sell it for 50 rand now. People are selling a box, a box of masks, which a few months ago cost a few hundred rand for 5,000 rand. I saw someone advertise 5,000 rand for a box of masks. <laughs> ya Allah, how much money are you going to make on the people who are... Anyways, we're going off the topic. But, Tarbiyatil upbringing. Take your precautions. Do what you're supposed to do. Bring, let that home be a home of an Islamic environment. When there's an Islamic environment at home, when there's love at home, when there's honesty at home, when there's truthfulness at home, when there's compassion at home, when there's feeling at home, when there's deen at home, then see those children become passionate lovers of deen. See your children grow up loving deen. Every, every mind, their body. Today we brought them up with everything else. So if my, if my child at home is only holding soccer, 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 Ronaldo, this, that, I must be here, like that, like that. Even when he's talking to his friends, he knows everything about Liverpool and United. Because look back at home and ask, is there someone at home who is going crazy about soccer, whose priority is soccer, yes or no? If I, my daughters are interested in fashion, and it must be like this, and it must be like that, and this is it, and that is the latest thing, and this is the latest handbags, and that is the latest style, and this is the latest garments, and those are the latest actresses, and these are the latest celebrities, and this, then look again at home and ask ourselves, who is there who is feeding them the same priorities in life? When our home has salah on time, when our home has daily Qur'an, when our home has ta'aleem and recitation of the hadith of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, take fazail amal and read few hadith every day. When we have dhikr at home, when there's dua at home, when there's family time at home, when there's smiles at home, when there's encouragement at home, when there's a happy environment at home, see the home. See that home come in the, like the home of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Let children be born out of that home who will be like Hazrat Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha. So much tarbiyat she made, I was made. So much love. I'll give you one incident. I'll see already half an hour is gone. Once a sahabi says, I came into Makkah al-Mukarramah. This was at the time when Muslims were going through persecution. This was still in the early days of Islam. Long before the hijrah to Madinah al-Munawwara. He says, I was not a Sahabi, but I looked around and I saw there was one person. He was going from person to person and talking to them in the marketplace. He was not buying anything, he was not selling anything. And what was the response? What was the response? Some was spitting in his Mubarak and blessed face. Some were throwing sand on his blessed body. Some were abusing him and swearing at him. Hatta tasaf al-nahar. 
At midday, when the sun was in extreme, extreme heat, people closed their shops with the farraqandas, and everyone went home. I saw one young girl, one young girl coming with a bowl of water and a small cloth or a scarf. I asked my father, what's happening, who's this? He said, this is Muhammad, the man who claims to be a Nabi, and that is his daughter, Hassan Sayyidah, she comes and she washes her father's face. Can you imagine the pain which is going through the heart to see my father, the Nabi of Allah, the beloved of Allah, going through all this difficulty, but sticking no matter what. And Abu Talib told him, oh my nephew, do not put me in a difficult position. The kuffar of Makkah is saying, you must stop your inviting to Allah. And Nabi Ali Islam looked at him with tears in his eyes and he said, Oh my uncle, if you don't want to give me protection and security, if you don't want the family to stand behind me anymore, let me tell you one thing, if they have to put the sun in my right hand, the moon in my left hand, and they have to tell me, give up the effort of inviting towards one Allah. Stop your speaking bad about idols and, and partners to Allah. The sun in the right hand, moon in the left hand, I am not prepared to, I will continue with my mission which I have been sent for. Nabi Ali Islam is going, people don't understand, this is the greatest of humanity who is walking on the surface of this earth. They are punishing him, they are torturing him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is just restraining the punishment. O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the punishment is not yet going to come down on them. We are giving them respite. We are giving them respite. حَتَّى إِذَا فَرِحُوا بِمَعُوتُوا أَخَدَّاهُمْ مَخْدَةً فَإِلَاهُمْ مُغْلِسُونَ A time will come when the pride reaches its peak. جَمْ سَبَرْ كَمْ بِمَعْنَا لَبْرَيْزْ هُوْ جَاتَا هَيْ When a person cannot control anymore, when no more excuses are found, then the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will come down. Nabi alayhi salam, they spit on his Mubarak face, they stand on his Mubarak body. Zainab radiallahu anha comes, she washes the Mubarak face of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. She towels off all the dirt and the grime from Nabi alayhi salatu wa salam. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Oh my daughter, do not worry, do not worry. This is, this is my mission which I am going to carry on. And what was the daughter? 100% support. Tell us which one of our children are ready to stand up for the deen of Allah. Today if we tell our children they're too busy. Too busy with everything pertaining to dunya. Too busy with everything which we have made a priority in their life. If you ask your son, you are now of age, are you going to go out in the path of Allah? Oh, my exams are coming, I need two months to study, it's very important. No, I need, we've made it important in his life, and Dean has taken a big step. When Tarbiyat and upbringing was in the home of Khadija radiallahu anha, then that same daughter Zainab radiallahu anha, she grew up with the same qualities of honor, of love, of faith, of honesty, of loyalty, of truthfulness, of integrity, of khidmat of deen, of support of her father, of sacrifice for the deen of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That was Hazrat Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha. Let's go further with her life as we walk along. Before Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa also even got nubuat, she was already married. It was very common in those days for women to get married at a young age. Today, the Western world, they laugh at it, but they forgot that probably their own grandmothers and great-grandmothers also got married at a young age. It wasn't until recently that the Western world decided we have to put a, 
a minimum age limit to marriage. So what happens is all young, young girls are pregnant but out of marriage. Young, young boys are involved in zina without marriage. If you have lost it, if you have lost the plot, if your maturity does not come at the age of nine, don't think that my mother Aisha radiallahu was too young at nine. Don't think that my sister Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha was too young to get married before Nubuat. She is married to her cousin from Khadija radiallahu anha's side and that is her uncle's son and what was his name again? Abul As, Abul As bin Rabi'. Abul As bin Rabi' was a disbeliever. But this story I want to tell you is an amazing story about the nikah of Hazrat Zainab radiallahu anha to Abul As bin Rabi'. It's a story which ladies will enjoy. It's a story of love. It's a story of commitment. It's a story of dedication. It's a story of taking marriage vows seriously. It's a story where two people, against all odds, against all differences, make sure that nothing interferes with their marriage. Let me just give you a snippet from it. Abu As bin Rabi' was the cousin of Hazrat Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha. So she, the nikah was made before Nubuat, but after Nubuat, was Zainab radiallahu anha was sent to live with Abu Al-As bin Rabi'. At that moment, Hazrat Khadija radiallahu anha took off the necklace from her own neck and gave it over as a gift to her daughter who is now leaving the home and going to stay with Abu Al-As. It was remembered at the time when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam openly made the proclamation of Nubuat. His own uncle Abu Lahab, whose two sons, Utbah and Utaybah, were married to Umm Kulthum and Ruqayya radiallahu ta'ala anha, where he made, to make the life of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam a misery and difficult, he instructed his sons and said, divorce, divorce the daughters of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Let him suffer, let him know what it is to have girls at back at home and girls who are who's, who's out of wedlock until he doesn't come billah, to his senses and stop giving invitation to this one Allah. But it wasn't enough. They went to Abu Al-As bin Rabi' and they told him, Oh Abu Al-As, you are an affluent, you are a wealthy trader of Makkah, you are a very honorable person. We came with one request. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, billah, is causing problems in Makkah. You are married to his daughter. We want you to divorce her and send her back home. Outside influence, third parties putting pressure on the marriage. And what pressure? Abu al-As is still a disbeliever. He has not accepted Islam. The laws of Allah have not yet been revealed that man and woman, husband and wife have to be Muslim. There is no yet a command that they must separate. And what is his answer? He says, it's impossible. It's impossible that I ever send Hazrat Zainab radiallahu anha back home. If you give me the most superior woman of the Quraysh, I don't want her, keep her, I will never exchange Hazrat Zainab radiallahu anha in you for any other woman. Allahu Akbar, such a bond, such a connection, so deep it is, respected mothers and sisters, but must remember one thing, when someone is so close to the Nabi of Allah, when someone is so close to Deen, when Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha is one of the role models of this ummah, then sacrifices and difficulties are bound to come her way. This is part of life. Many a times we ask ourselves, 
I'm, I'm doing everything right, I'm doing pious things, I'm not doing haram, then why am I still going through difficulties? Why am No, never question. Must I tell you the hadith? Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was asked, Ayyun nasiya shaddu balaan ya Rasulallah. O oh, Nabi of Allah, tell us, which people go through the most of difficulties? Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Al-Anbiya. The Anbiya are the ones who are tested on the most hardships in this world. Thumma al-Amthal fal-Amthal. Then those who are closest to them, and then those who follow them thereafter. The closer you are to the Nabi of Allah, then the closer you are to difficulty, the closer you are to hardship. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, فَالْأَمْثَلْ الْأَمْثَلْ فَالْأَمْثَلْ يُبْتَلَ الرَّجُلُ عَلَى حَسَبِ دِينِهِ فَإِنْ كَانَ فِي دِينِهِ صُلْبًا اِشْتَدَّ بَلَاءُهُ وَإِنْ كَانَ فِي دِينِهِ رِقَّا اِبْتَلَاهُ اللَّهُ عَلَى حَسَبِ دِينِهِ فَمَا زَالَ الْبَلَاءُ بِالْعَبْدِ حَتَّى يَمْشِيَ عَلَى الْأَرْضِ وَمَا عَلَيْهِ خَطِيئًا Allah Ta'ala will test you according to the level of your deen. If your deen is weak, Allah will just test you little but in this world. But if your deen is strong, if you're coming close to Allah and closer to Allah, and now you are thinking, okay, I, I need everything smooth for me. No, no, no. Allah got another plan. Allah is going to test you. Do you think you're just going to say, I brought iman and you're not going to be tested? فَلَيَعْلَمَنَّ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ صَدَقُوا وَلَيَعْلَمَنَّ الْكَاذِبِينَ Allah is definitely going to test you. But what is the master plan of Allah? Why is Allah putting you through? To, to, to trouble you? To, be, to make things difficult for you? No! In that test is the mercy of Allah. Allah wants to make you stronger. Allah wants to make you even more firm and resolute in your decision. You come even closer to me, O oh my servant. Come closer to me, O oh my servant. And remember every moment of sabr, every moment of patience, every moment of hardship which you endured and you did not complain. Wallahi, I am wiping out your sins. I am wiping out every sin of yours. فَمَا زَالَ الْبَلَاءُ بِالْعَبْدِ حَتَّى يَمْشِيَ عَلَى الْأَرْضِ وَمَا عَلَيْهِ خَطِيئًا My plan is, when your eyes close, there must not be a single sin to your account. My plan is that you meet me clean and pure. You meet me ready for the highest of stages of Jannah. Can you imagine respected mothers and sisters when a sahabi came to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and said, Oh Nabi of Allah, I love you. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, See what are you saying? Are you sure? He said, Yes, definitely. I checked, I double checked, I triple checked. I'm sure I love you. Oh, then listen. Be ready for the floods of poverty and difficulty to come your way. You can't make the claim that you love the Nabi of Allah and the Nabi of Allah is going through difficulty and you are sitting safe? No! Oh mothers and sisters, everyone will go through a different difficulty. Some mothers are going through difficulties with their children. Allah Ta'ala make it easy for them. Some are going through the anguish of not having children. The desire that Allah had made you barren. This is all in the plan of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Oh, يُزَوِّجُهُمْ ذُكْرَانًا وَإِنَافًا وَيَجْعَلُ مَنْ يَشَاءُ عَقِيمًا Allah can give you one, Allah can give you boy, Allah can give you 
girl. Allah can give you twins, Allah can make you barren. It's all in the control of Almighty Allah. Who are we to complain before Almighty Allah? Sometimes you are going through difficulty with your husband. He has lost that love for you. You are feeling estranged in your own house. You are feeling like a stranger. You don't have any emotional connection. You feel that empty is no worth, not worth loving. Sometimes you are going through financial difficulties. Sometimes your business is going through difficulties. Sometimes you are going through difficulties of health. Sometimes sicknesses is coming to you. At every moment, remember. And remember, Allah only tests those who He loves according to their love for Him. The more you love Allah, the more the tests are going to come to you. Look at Hazrat Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha. Number one, she has to go through the pressure of almost being divorced. That marriage is shaken because people from outside are interfering. And there's whispers being put in her husband's ears. That going to divorce your daughter is the daughter of Muhammad. No, then she had to look and see and witness her own father's hardship in front of her. Three years in the valley of Abu Talib, as a Zainab radiallahu ta'ala had to go through hardship, ostracism, totally cut off from society, go through hunger, go through starvation. Not one moment did she say, I'm not ready, I will say, I will give up, I will give up. Rather, no, the difficulties will come. Who's, the, who's true and who's not true before Almighty Allah? And then came the moment. When the command from the Prophet was to make hijrah, and can you imagine the separation, the difficulty? Her husband is still a non-Muslim, Amr bin As bin Rabi, uh, not Amr bin As, sorry, Abu As bin Rabi. Yes, why am I getting confused? Abu As bin Rabi. The time of separation comes. He kills his wife, and the Prophet leaves from Medina to Munawwara. The separation of being a Muslimah, but I'm truthful and I'm loyal. To the marriage contract which we have gone through. No command of Allah has yet come that we should separate between Muslims and non-Muslims in their marriage. That will only come later on. At the moment now, I have given my word to my husband, I will stay by his side. He's a disbeliever, but my full 100% attention, love and care will go towards him. This is what we are today at the smallest drop of the head. I want to run home. I want to go. I can't handle this marriage. Things are not like... You think it was easy for her as the daughter of the Nabi of Allah to live amongst the kuffar, to love hearing about the, the non-Muslims going to attack her own father, going to make war and saying we want to chop off the head of, our, of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Yet she loved and what a life of sabr, what a life of patience, what a life of perseverance. How many hardships she went through, she separated from her family. Let me tell you an emotional incident. Nabi sallallahu is in Medina to Munawwara. The battle of Badr takes place. The Muslims are victorious. Seventy kuffar are killed. Seventy are taken, are captured. One of the prisoners is none other than the son-in-law of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam himself. Abu al-Az bin Rabi. Abu al-Az bin Rabi is a prisoner in the battle of Badr. He is brought in front and the decision is finally made that ransom will be taken from all those who can afford it. He's a wealthy person of Makkah. A message is sent, if you want your prisoners to be released, then send the ransom money. Send something down from Makkah al-Mukarramah. And Zaynab radiallahu anha puts her hands behind her neck. She unclasps that necklace which her mother had given her. And she sends it down to Madinah to Munawwara. That this is the ransom for my husband Abu Al-Az bin Rabi. 
Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam looks at the necklace and memories are flooding back. This was the necklace of my beloved Khadija radiallahu anha who gave her life and stood by me. He turned to Sahaba. He said, oh my Sahaba, if you allow, can we let this prisoner go and can we send this necklace also back? You remember, there was a time when he did good to Nabi alayhi salam. He was pressured by society, give the divorce to the daughter of Muhammad. And he said, no, I will not. I will stand by her and she will stand by me. Today is a chance for the Nabi of Allah to repay that kindness. How many times people have done good for us? Have we returned that kindness to them? Have we had a chance? Remember when we do good, Hal When you do good, Allah is going to give you good in return, guaranteed. He did a good action years back. Today as a prisoner, his head could have been chopped off. But this is the time for repayment. And who better than, than to repay than the Nabi of Allah? Nabi alayhi salam with the permission of Sahaba and Bashura with them, he sends him back home. Only one request. Oh Abu Al-As, is it possible? Please make a plan to send my daughter to come and live with me. That's all I want. My daughter to come and live with me. And Abu Al-As gets home. And he tells Hazrat Zainab radiallahu anha, your father has asked and made a request and I agreed. And my word is my promise and my honor and I will never go against it. As difficult as it is, we need to separate and I will send you home to live in Medina with your father. And as she is leaving the boundaries of Makkah to Mukarrama, may Allah Ta'ala's anger be on those who came and tried to stop the daughter of Nabi Ali Salaam. They said, what? The daughter of the Nabi leaving Makkatul Mukarramah, leaving us and going so boldly away to Medina, it's not possible. Her own cousin, Habbar bin Aswad, he took a spear and he, he, he tried to kill or to, 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 to pierce the camel which she was sitting on. And the camel fell down. And from that camel, she also fell down. She was expected. In the, in the stages of, of her pregnancy, she must carry the fetus there and then, bleeding. Bruised, damaged, go injured. For who? Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Ya afdalu barati, usibat fiya." Narration of Hakim. This daughter of mine is the best of all my daughters because she went through the most difficulties for me. Fatima radhiyallahu has her honor of being the queen of Jannah. But the woman the who's most beloved to me, who's the most virtuous of my daughters, is Hazrat Zainab radiallahu anha because of the fact of the amount of difficulties she went through because of the deen of Allah. Losing your child, asking mother, it's never easy. Losing a fetus and for what? For what? Just to make hijrah to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The incident is lengthy and time is short. She's taken back and she's taken to the Banu Umayyah clan and she has to hear about it and again and again. The woman who is in charge of her says, this is all because of your father, all because of your father. That's why you're going through all this difficulty. Can you imagine the emotional pressure? Can you imagine the, the trauma she's going through? I lost my child. I'm separated from my husband. I have not seen my father. And now I still have to hear all this stuff. And finally, finally a plan is made. And she escaped from Makkah to Mukarramah and she's 
And she goes with her cousin Kirara and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam send somebody as well to go and meet them and bring her back safely to Madinatul Munawwara. She comes to Madinatul Munawwara. But now her husband is still not a Muslim. Years are going on. This was second year after Hijrat. Third, fourth, fifth. In the sixth year after Hijrat, her husband Abu al-Azm bin Rabi is going to Syria with the trade caravan of the Quraysh. What people would do, people would invest their money People would invest their money with the different businessmen of Quraysh and they would go with the caravan, do business, make profit and bring it back with a profit to Makkah al-Mukarramah. Abu al-Azm bin Rabi goes to Syria, he has a very good journey and on his way back, his entire caravan is caught by one Muslim army which is going past. And obviously, war is going on, both sides, permission is given that you can now raid the caravans and his, the caravan of Abu al-Azm bin Rabi is taken and the goods are taken. It's halal money for the Sahaba. Abu al-Azm bin Rabi manages to escape. He runs to Medina to Munawwara. But he's a disbeliever. How is he going to stay in Medina? In the amidst and amongst the Muslims. He goes quietly to the house of Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha, his wife. And he says, oh Zainab, I need sanctuary, I need protection for my life. I've come running here to have a request from your father. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam makes salam of the Fajr salah. And Zainab radiallahu anha calls out from her hujra, from her, her, her room. Oh people, I have given sanctuary, nobody should harm Abu al-Az bin Rabi. No one is allowed to harm him, he is here under my care. Nabi Sallallahu turned to the Sahaba and said, Have you heard what I have heard? They said, Yes. He says, I'm just as surprised as you. I have no idea. Don't think there's something secret going on here. My son-in-law, I'm giving him special preference. Nothing. I don't know what's going on. He went into the house of Zainab Radiallahu What is happening? What is going on? She said, My husband came and he asked for protection. I have given him protection. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Definitely, any Muslim can give protection to anyone and, and everyone has to abide by it. No one can kill your husband. But I only have one request. The laws of Allah have come down. Now it is not permissible for you to be intimate with your husband because he has not yet accepted Islam. He comes out and he says, Oh Nabi of Allah, I've got one request. I've taken people's money and people's goods. And I've gone to Syria and on my way back, your army met my caravan and everything is gone. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam stands up and makes the announcement. And the entire army starts bringing back everything from their home. Until his entire caravan is loaded just as it was when it came from Syria. Remember you did one good. You did one good when you stood by my daughter. Today you are still getting the 100% halal for the Nabi of Allah to tell him sorry. What was done was halal. The Muslims got the wealth. Go away from here. No. I'll get every last cent back for you. He gets it back. Nabi Sallallahu gets it back and puts it with him. Abu al-Az bin Rabi returns to Makkah al-Mukarramah. When he comes to Makkah al-Mukarramah, he distributes everyone's goods according to how they had invested with him. Here's your capital, here's your profits. Here's your capital, here's your profits. When every last cent was distributed, he stood up in the haram and he made an announcement. And he said, oh people of Makkah, I am asking you, is there anyone here who I owe a single cent to? Is there anyone who I owe one thing to? And everyone said, Oh, Abu al-As, no. 
You have been an honorable person. You have been a trustworthy partner. You have been the best businessman we have dealt with. You have given us and given us even more than what we have expected. You don't owe us a single cent. And then in front of everyone in Makkatul Mukarramah, he said, Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah. Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluhu. I don't profess my iman. Let me tell you the only thing. The only thing which made me hesitate to profess my iman before now, the only thing which made me delay was the thought that perhaps one of you would say, Abdul Az bin Rabi has accepted Islam and ran away to Medina because he still owes us some money. Now that in front of everyone I can say I don't owe anyone one single cent, I now cut myself away from you. I'm now on my way to Medina to Munawara. Oh Muslims of the Ummah of Muhammad you are owing people money. You are going for Umrah after Umrah. You are running in Jabat to different, different venues in the world. You think you are a big, big senior person in community. You love a certain lifestyle which you don't want to lower. Because what will people say? What will you say to people who you owe money? What will you say to Allah on the day of Qiyamah? When the shaheed and the battle will come and every son will be forgiven besides the debts which he owed. Abu al-Az bin Rabi, he owes not a single cent and then he professes his kalima. He goes back to Madinatul Munawwara. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Muslims are joyous. The, can you imagine the reunion between Hazrat Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha and As, Abu al-Az bin Rabi. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says there's no need for a new nikah. You accepted, you accepted iman. You, can, you are now automatically reinstated into the nikah. Now you can continue loving with my daughter. Now you can be intimate as well because you are a Muslim and she is a Muslim as well. And how it was... That was in the 60th year after Hijrah, and just a little while thereafter. Hardly any. Was it 8th year after Hijrah, if I'm not mistaken? Just a little while after that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes the life of Hazrat Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha. Remember that same wound which she suffered? That same wound when the mushrikeen of Makkah tried to stop her from performing Hijrah or coming to Madinatul Munawwara? Uh, that is when she passed away due to the injury which she sustained. And that is why ulama have written, this was the daughter which Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, she has the highest of stages because abdalu banati usibat fiya, she went through difficulty because of me and for my team. She passed away as a martyr. May Allah Ta'ala elevate her status in the yaqta. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our daughters, our wives and ourselves be resurrected among these people. When she passed away, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave his own garment, his own garment to be used as a coffin for her. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam performed her janaza salah. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went into her grave and made dua for her. When he came out, he was smiling. People asked him, why were you so stressed out and now you're smiling? He says, I know my daughter and I know the punishment of the khabar is a reality. I was worried, what is going to happen when she goes down there? And then when I went down and I made dua to Allah, I came out and I got glad tidings from Allah that Allah will not punish my daughter. That is why I am smiling. If the Nabi of Allah is to make dua, what is our situation when we, our eyes close and we have to go down? Who is there to stand and make dua for us? Are our children going to stand and make dua? Or have we taught them everything else? Are they going to be fighting over the money we left? Whose house it is, whose business it is, how much shares I must get, I want the money, where's the jewelry, where's the gold coins, is that what we're going to be doing? 
Or as our children going to be brought up on Iman, brought up like the family of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that when we are placed in the qabr, we came into this world, we were crying, let us leave this world, how will we are smiling? Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made dua for Zainab radiallahu anha in her qabr, and she passed, and, and he came out and he was smiling. She passed away as a shaheed, as a martyr. Her qabr is undoubtedly a garden from the gardens of Jannah. And as we said, may Allah Ta'ala resurrect us with them on the day of Qiyamah. Because who wants to be resurrected with Michael Jackson, Nelson Mandela? Who wants to be resurrected with all the kuffar of this world? Whether they pop stars or music stars or cricket stars or soccer stars, whether they whoever celebrity they are, they are nothing. Real life is the life of the year after. Real emulation is emulation of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Sahaba and the family of Nabi alayhi salatu wa Let us nurture our homes, the nurturing of Islam. Let us make sure our children have an upbringing, the upbringing of Islam. Let us make sure that our children are brought up in an environment which is conducive to Islam. Little bit on the, on the, on the children of Hazrat Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha. There are two very famous children of Hazrat Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha. One his name was Ali and the other was named, her name was Umama. Hazrat Umama radiallahu ta'ala anha. Very amazing. How many times the mention is made of her in the different ahadith and narrations. In one hadith it is mentioned Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam once had a necklace. This necklace, necklace was studded with gold. And he told his wives, everyone was there together. He said, is there anyone here who has seen a more beautiful necklace than this? And they said, never. Wow, this is, this is it, man. Wow, this is a, a, a masterpiece. This is a beautiful. And they started passing it around. And then the Messiah told them, bring it back here. When he took it, he said, I'm going to give it to the person who I love the most from my Ahle Bayt. From my family. Aisha says at that moment, my heart was in my mouth. Is he going to give it to some other wife besides me? That someone else is more beloved than me to him? And everyone, the whole room went silent. This is going to be of Allah who say, I'm going to give it to someone who is more beloved, the most beloved in this room to me. He took that necklace and his granddaughter, Hazrat Umama radiallahu anha, the daughter of Zainab radiallahu anha, he went to her and he put it over her neck and he clasped it behind her. This was the same girl when Nabi alayhi salam used to be performing salah. She has a small baby, she used to come running and crawling. She used to come onto the shoulder of Nabi alayhi salam. Sometimes she used to sit on him and then he would. He would nicely, softly take her, put her one side and continue his salah. When he was giving khutbah also, she used to come. This daughter, Allahu Akbar, you can't even imagine the famous and the virtues of Hazrat Umama radiallahu ta'ala anha. The daughter of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, sorry, the granddaughter of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the daughter of Hazrat Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha. Later on, she got married and it was the wasiyat, the last wish of Hazrat Fatima radiallahu anha. That, oh Ali, I am sick, I'm going to pass away. When I pass away, I want you to marry my sister's daughter, my niece, the daughter of Zainab radiallahu anha. I want you to marry Hazrat Umama radiallahu ta'ala anha. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us also learn the lessons from the life of these pious predecessors. May Allah ta'ala grant us the barakah and blessings 
with Zainal experience in their life, in their home. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us in this world, protect us in the year after, grant us the ability to make correct tarbiyat at home. There's so much more to be spoken about them and the incidents of their lives. But we leave it just here and make dua that Allah ta'ala inspires our hearts, that we the true love of the Nabi of Allah, of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, and the family of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam comes into our hearts. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.